I think one of my greatest skills as an athlete was actually having a short memory as, as much of a perfectionist that I was, I just try to focus on consistency and having a short memory. So learning my lesson quickly and then moving on. And I, I really, I think I've taught myself well to not dwell on things. So there have been some things, some very trying times, especially this last month, um, with our, our true launch that were so difficult and I'm all alone in it. Um, but I was like, okay, you get this point of time to be sad. You get this point of time to figure out your solution and then you're moving on. What's up, guys? Hannah Donnelly here for another episode of On Her Mark, a podcast where we sit down with female athletes, fitness professionals, and women in sports to learn their stories and their why, all in an effort to find inspiration and celebrate those blazing trails for the next generation. Today is a special bonus episode, a continuation of my conversation with Marina Paul. She's an athlete, author, and entrepreneur. She is the founder, or builder as she refers to herself, of Superhera, a sportswear company designed for female athletes by female athletes. Marina has been an athlete her entire life, playing Division I soccer at Georgetown University. She saw a problem and wanted to solve it. In the first episode, if you haven't listened, pause now and go back and listen to that first. But in that episode, we joke that it's crazy to think that such a simple thing has never been done. Designing women's sportswear with feedback from real women. Today, Marina shares the common complaints that superhero products are addressing, advice to younger athletes, and of course, her mantra for hard days. Please welcome back to the On Her Mark podcast, Marina Paul. And I love this about Superhero because I love that it embraces diversity, right? It embraces diversity in kind of all all ways of the word. Um, Teammates that I met in college, and I've told them this, so this is no surprise to them, (laughs) I likely would have never been friends with if it weren't for volleyball. Not because they're not great people, not because we don't get along, but because our paths just would not have crossed. Um, And they did, and I am so grateful for that. Yeah. It it reminds me now of like, thinking about the team that I wanna build for Superhero. Now, I, I, I kind of think about it in the way that our coaches like orchestrated us all coming together on a team. I think about all my best friends now who are all my former teammates. I'm like, as much as sometimes I have an interesting relationship with some coaches, I have to be so grateful that they put us in the same on this, you know, me on the same team with all my best friends. And like, how can I create that sort of environment at Superhero so that the athletes that we have, you know, almost 30 now from all over the country, all different sports, all different ages, all different levels. And then also like our internal team, like how do we cultivate that culture where like people are hanging out and I don't even know about it. And they're like, you know, it's amazing. So it's, yeah, it's so special. It's something that I think is a huge part of sport that is, that teaches more lessons Mm -hmm. than we care to admit, right? <laughs> um, okay, so we've talked about the importance of sisterhood. We've talked about your journey to this and talking about, you know, creating this freedom for female athletes in mm-hmm. 
in what they wear. And you talked to over 150 women to mm -hmm. see what they liked and what they didn't like. And so I'm just curious, what were the like top three things that women wanted in their sportswear? Yeah. Um, they don't want their, their thighs squeezed is <laughs> one like verbatim. I can't tell you cause I bucketed all of the feedback. Right. And I'll make a note that I didn't, I didn't collect it all like at one point in time. Like it was over like text messages from the years of playing sports. And like, these are from all different athletes. Everyone I played with thighs being squeezed, the biggest one. Short and I have this is pretty much based off of shorts because that was the first product I produced. Shorts like flopping everywhere, specifically like you know, soccer shorts, basketball shorts, not necessarily spandex. The non-itching material, like fabric was so was so crucial. And I I started my like first internship in skincare. And so I think of fabric like skincare because it's the thing that's closest to your body. And it has to feel luxurious as an athlete. You treat your body with luxury as an athlete. So you have to be wearing things that also make it perform at this incredible level. So fabric is extremely important to fit in like the testing on ex extremely different body types, positions, sports. Um, and then just making sure that it, the function is extremely high performance for female athletes. I, I think that's, it's so funny to think about this because how many times, like we in high school, we wore, and in college, actually, we wore cotton t-shirts yeah. as our practice shirts. And when you are playing in preseason, it's a thousand and ten degrees and you have a three hour practice, <laughs> we would have to bring changes of shirts so people didn't get hurt. And I say, like, it's so ridiculous to think about, but like you would dive on the floor and the floor yeah. would get wet. And now all of a sudden, okay, but then oh. someone's going to go jump. And it sounds so silly, but our coach would be like, bring all of, but you only get two or three of them. So, oh. then, so then we're going to play doing three days and we're like, oh, let's cross our fingers yeah. that laundry is efficient and that we get this back. But think those little things, yeah. So, so now we're worried about the sweat on the floor when we should be worried about yeah. the drill that we're in or oh, yeah. the strategy, right? Oh my gosh. And not to mention you being in those spandex that are polyester, which like is where bacteria thrives mm. and multiplies like crazy. It's unbelievable. And, and I'm trying to convince non-women that antibacterial is like a really important issue <laughs> or really important quality of our clothing that you know should be taken into account for women's athletics um so there's that um there's also the fact that like I talked to a Georgetown sprinter she's running a 400 and she's like hey I have to tell you something so when I'm running a 400 which is like around 50 seconds she's crazy fast <laughs> she's like I'm thinking about my briefs writing up you don't have a millisecond to think about yeah. your briefs riding up. And she's like, they're just going up my butt. And the whole, I'm like, wait, what? As a sprinter, like you need to be as efficient as possible. And it's just, it's unbelievable. <laughs> There's other things that need to be going through your mind in that, in that moment. But for so many female athletes, those are things that they're worried about. I mean, I remember in high school being like, I'm going to be in spandex in front of how many people? Yeah. And that's a concern, right? Like 
what I should have been worried about was the other team and what's coming, you know, what we need to do to, to win. So I think what you're doing is really important. Um, in, in the best way, it's the most simple thing that no one's done before. So thank you. Well, and that's, and, and I keep getting asked, like, why can't Nike, Adidas, Lululemon, Yori, they come in and just do this. And I said, I just, honestly, the greatest value that we provide is building this as a female centric brand, like female Mm -hmm. athlete centric brand. We are grassroots from the bottom of everyday female athletes. It's not like these grandiose athletes who are just, you know, trying to sign these massive deals, which that's amazing. I hope we get there someday, but it is like the everyday athlete who like wants to perform well at her sport and feel amazing in her body and be a stud. So that's because the other companies aren't set up like that. It's really hard to go retroactively and go into these women's locker rooms and hear about all the personal stories you know, it's not just about the clothing, but it's like how they feel in their body throughout their monthly cycle, their hormonal cycle as a female, or like what they've experienced in spring off season when they're lifting more and things like that, um, that we get the fortune to provide. And then I want to touch on something that you said earlier, where a lot of people that you talk to who don't identify as women can relate to what we're going through because they've experienced a woman or girl in their life who's, who's experienced, you know, the things that you're describing. I was told by my production company in LA to F off like so many times. And I was working in management consulting. It was 0.3 miles away from my production facility. They're like, we'll just produce just one round for you. And then you can kind of like get lost. And I kept going back and I'm like, hi, like almost every lunch. I was like, what's going on? I have 30 minutes. I'll give you a hug. And they're like, don't touch me. But I was like, you know what? I need to prove to you that women's sports need this so badly. And I would send them articles. I would show them text messages and all these things. I'm like, these top players want this. And they're like, okay, we're starting to see it. And then the guy who owns a production facility, who's now like a family member to me, who was the one that was really like, get lost. His seven-year-old daughter came home crying from soccer practice one day because her shorts didn't fit her. And he's like, I don't care that you are literally don't make me money and that you're my smallest client. We are building an infrastructure so that you can build a model that provides direct feedback from female athletes. And I want them to be able to come in here. I want you to be able to like pick out and design everything. And that is something I keep telling myself that like no kind of money can buy it's purely just like relationships showing up and being like I have female athletes back I'm just going to get this done and showing and then luckily with with some good luck having him have a daughter that he can relate this to and that's where it all happens and I think another important thing and this is what you you started with too is that we women have to female athletes have to work really hard to get little in, in the way of media coverage, um, salaries, resources, support uh, at all levels, truly at all levels. Um, some are better than others, but the minute that you start complaining about your clothes, it's like, Oh, they're ungrateful. They're ungrateful. So, so those that say, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't, um, it's not relevant until someone close Mm -hmm. to them 
because that person trusts them to tell them that they're not going to go speak it out into the, into the world. They're mm-hmm. going to go to those that they love and say, this just isn't fair. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say it to you because I'm safe here and I'm protected and you're not going to judge me. Mm-hmm. Oh, completely. And it's and also big. convincing women that no, it was never you that was the problem. It was always clothing. <laughs> like it is not, you should not have to steal the, your trainer's scissors that are like for ankle tape cutting and like cut out your shorts to make them fit. Like you shouldn't have to have men's shorts that don't fit properly and slide all over your body or like don't fit your thighs because are they bigger? Like it's, it's changing that and, and also convincing women that like, no, you weren't wrong. Mm. No, it was always the clothes should be made for you, not the other way around. I think what I'm trying so hard to create is this, this avenue or channel where athletes can say like, I'm like, here's my phone number. If you have a problem in our clothing, like, please text me so I can change it. And I will fly to LA and I will make sure it's, you know, we can update it in the next production cycle because I so badly want to build clothing where like my goal is for every female athlete to feel freedom, not just like one, not just one body type, not just one sport, like every single female athlete. So whatever I need to do to make that happen. And people are like, you're crazy. Like it's going to be such so many different products and so many different like styles and fits. And I'm like, well, that's my, that's my mission. So I think having that language though, especially from some coaches you look up to is so important, but also, and also knowing that like, your feedback and what you're saying matters. And like, we will actually make that happen. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What is the biggest lesson that from being an athlete that has helped you as a, as an entrepreneur? I think one of my greatest skills as an athlete was actually having a short memory as, as much of a perfectionist that I was, I just try to focus on consistency and having a short memory. So learning my lesson quickly and then moving on. And I, I really, I think I've taught myself well to not dwell on things. So there have been some things, some very trying times, especially this last month um, with our, our true launch that were so difficult and I'm all alone in it. Um, but I was like, okay, you get this point of time to be sad. You get this point of time to figure out your solution and then you're moving on. And so that's how I try to think of games, right? Cause we have such a quick turnaround with games and practices. And I said, you only have 16 games in a season. Like you better learn quickly and move on or else you're not going to be that good. Um, and you're not going to win. So that's what I've transferred over from sport is like short memory, quick learner and, and move on and keep adapting as much of a perfectionist that I am. But yeah. I think all of this is so relatable though, Marina, I truly do. And, and whether someone's an entrepreneur or not, a short memory is a great thing <laughs> and it's hard. One of my favorite, I mean, there's so many great, um, kind of anecdotes in your book. Um, but one of my favorites was, was Jordan, um, Weber mm, my talking about resilience 
And the whole idea that gymnastics is a, is a sport of falling until you don't. And that reminds me of that, right? You have to forget what it felt like to fall two minutes ago to get back up. Um, so hearing you, hearing you say that, and I know that we had originally connected, what was it maybe a year ago now? I think a year ago. And to see truly to see the growth from the outside, um, of superhero has been really cool. And I know we were talking just before we started recording about how we see the glossy product and they're like, this is amazing, (laughs) but know that there is so much chaos and messiness behind it. Um, I think that it's the, that resilience, um, shows. Yeah. I think the thing I, I thank you so much. Like, I mean, Jordan Weber is just phenomenal. I, I just, I don't, I just look at her in awe. Uh, I think she's just a phenomenal human, but I think that what I try to remind myself is I was never, I'm never the athlete who like was recruited number one, never, never was like all that. But I think that like, I am, it's kind of a, it's kind of a mess until I figure it out. You know, it's like, I just keep going and I just keep going and going and going and don't give up. And like, that's like, I'm like, that's the theme of my life. And this, and that's, what's going to be kind of the theme of superhero. And I think that's the superhero's journey is like, it's just like this all the time. And like, the goal is always produce an amazing product, but to get there, knowing that there's all these, you know, twists and turns and like that is how I do things. And so kind of like having that acceptance as well. What's your message to young women? I mean, now you guys, you, you said it, you're kind of boots on the ground, you're grassroots, you are mm-hmm. at tournaments, you are with young women in sports. Um, what is your best piece of advice for them? I would say learning how to trust yourself. I can't say like, don't be hard on yourself because I'm genuinely still learning that. So I don't give people advice for things that I'm still working through, but I think learning how to trust yourself. And when you learn how to truly trust yourself and know that inner voice, it can steer you in the direction that you envision for yourself. And Trusting yourself sometimes feels like the worst thing ever, but it actually in turn is leading you to something that's incredible, right? I didn't see a lot of people around me starting companies for a problem that was so simple. I also candidly haven't sold a lot to my teammates. So I think that this would be like, I I essentially created this for, but I just kept going because I said, I knew there was a problem I needed to solve. And this is, this is me living through trusting myself without a ton of proof to back it up yet. And I think that's how we have to, that's how we go after our dreams in life. It's just trusting yourself with not a lot of proof and being able to be adaptable and, uh, can just continuing to have fun. (laughs) Enjoying the journey along the way and trusting yourself. And that's what sport, I mean, so often you're in, in soccer games, you're not sitting there. Like you don't have time to like (laughs) dilly dally and kind of contemplate the good and bad that can come. You got to trust your gut. So we learn a lot of that from sports. So I love to hear, um, that that is your advice. Uh, final question for you. I ask everyone this on your toughest days. Is there a mantra that you lean on to help get you through? I want to say it's something elaborate, but I'm not really good at remembering quotes. <laughs> I think it's like, you're going to be fine. Uh, because when I look back 
every time it was so tough. I looked two weeks, you know, ahead of that. I look back and I'm like, oh, we're fine. I made it through. I think it's just for me, it's the same way I approached being down 2-0 with like five minutes left in the game and like trying to win a game. It's like chaotic energy is not going to solve anything. So like, you're going to be fine. Like relax, focus, get through it. Um, it's that, it's just that simple. That's how, that's how I have to calm the, all the chaoticness going on in my head. (laughs) But yeah. I love that. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. Tell people where they can follow you, um, learn more about your journey and also learn about Superhera, support the products and everything like that. Perfect. So all of our handles and our websites are at S-P-R-H-R-A. I took out all the vowels except for the most important one at the end, the A. (laughs) Um, www.superhera.com. And then um, just mine is at Marina Paul um, on all my handles. This is just the beginning for Marina and for Superhera. I love how mission-oriented she is and the community she's building, because after all, that is what it is all about. Remember, you can keep up with all things on her mark on social at MBCS Boston, and I'm over at underscore Hannah dot Donnelly. That does it for me today. I'll catch you guys next time. Bye.